Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode of Jacob's Cabin. 43rd already. 43rd. Wow. I think we're going to hit 50. Awesome. Yeah. Because we're going to do initial reactions for the next three regular weekly episodes mm-hmm. in May. And then normal weekly shows too. So that'll put us at 50. Wow. And then of course the finale and you know, we'll go and on then beyond the finale. who knows what's going to happen yes. after that. To infinity and beyond. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what's going on. We're going to hit 50 episodes. I know other people are at 100 and more, but hey, 50 is good for us. But you know what? We're busy. We have jobs and we have school. Yes. (laughs) So we're happy about hitting 50 episodes. That'll be great. A couple other quick announcements before we start talking about the episode from this week, The Last Recruit. Um, Finale type stuff. (laughs) There are a few events coming up. Some of them local, some of them not so local. The one that I just learned about yesterday was that there's going to be a concert at UCLA. Jealous. Yeah. So for anyone who's in California, this sounds really great. Michael Giacchino, an orchestra, playing Lost Music on May 13th at UCLA. And you can go to uclalive.org and get information about that. You have to buy some tickets for that. And then there's an event that we found out about um, at local movie theaters. Mm-hmm. And they're coming here. To where we live, and there, I mean, there's a huge list, tons of movie theaters across the nation, and um, if you've ever gone to the movies and seen that Fathom thing where they have Fathom events and they do, like, the Metropolitan Opera. I've never actually been to one of them. I haven't either, but we're going to this one. Yep. Because it's, like, sponsored by the New York Times, I believe, and they're going to be interviewing Damon and Carlton. So it sounds more like it's just going to be an extended official Lost podcast in a way. But, you know, it's cool. And it's, but on the big screen. Yes, on the big screen in the movie theater. You have to buy a ticket. They're twelve fifty here, twelve fifty a couple of different places I checked. So For twelve fifty, it should be in 3D, don't you think? <laughs> Damon and Carlton in 3D? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But that's on May 20th. and uh, That's the Thursday right before the finale. Yes. So that'll be a busy week because we get an episode Tuesday and then this is on Thursday night. And then if you're doing anything for the finale, there's finale oh all night goodness. on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be crazy. But uh, the event is showing at 8 Eastern and then it's like 7 Central, 6 Mountain Time, and then back to 8, I think, for Pacific. So you have to check. You can go to fathomevents.com. And they'll hook you up to your theater to get tickets and see what time it's showing in your area. But it sounds pretty cool. And, you mm-hmm. know, maybe we'll go and meet some other Losties. Yeah. And if anyone is in the Bloomington area, you should let us know. And we will totally meet you there at the theater. That'd be awesome. I'm trying to get uh, trying to get my teacher to go. I don't think she will. Oh. One of my teachers is really into Lost, and we talk about it every week. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I've, I've been trying to get a couple people to come, too. So <laughs> we'll see. It'll be fun. And then the finale. I have finale plans. 
that involve going out of state. Wow. Um, couldn't quite afford to make it out to California. Yeah, but, that would have been awesome. But. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a finale party being hosted by GSPN, Cliff and Stephanie, um, who do a Lost podcast at the Hilton Hotel in Cincinnati. Technically, it's in Florence, Kentucky, but basically Cincinnati area. And they've rented out the entire restaurant. They're having a dinner and then showing the entire, what they're calling the five-hour block of wow. Lost stuff. There's two-hour clip show, two-hour finale, and then... I think your head's going to explode. <laughs> I know. And then an hour <laughs> of Jimmy Kimmel with some of the cast on and a clip from Damon and Carlton. So... Five hours of pure loss. Wow. So that'll be fun. I'm going to that. And Miss Wendy from The Lost Revisited Now is traveling all the way out from Connecticut to be there also. So we're going to meet up and that's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to that. Can't wait I need to meet Miss Wendy. <laughs> we'll take tons of pictures. And anybody else who is within driving distance or traveling distance should totally come. Yeah, I, the chances of me being there, not so good since I'm working two jobs this summer. But yeah. on the off chance that both work schedules collide in a way that I can go, I'll be there too, but not really counting on it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe something will happen and you'll be able to go. But definitely anyone else who can go should definitely go. It's being hosted by Cliff and Stephanie, and if um, if not enough people sign up, they're basically eating the cost themselves of renting out this place. So it's, it's a big deal, but it looks really cool. There's a mm -hmm. picture on the website. You can go to lostfinale.eventbrite.com and they have a picture of the hotel and all the information. Yeah, the tickets really are $40 nice. and then you can get a room for like $100 a night in the hotel. So yeah, should be nice. Should be a good time. Hang out with other Losties. So. You should bring a video camera. I don't have a video camera. Can't you rent one from school or something? Uh, only for two days or you get major, major fines. You should look into it. <laughs> um, or anyone else with a video camera could mm -hmm. come and uh, grab some footage. So those are the announcements. That took us kind of longer than normal. But hey, we're leading up to the finale. And and everything's crazy now. Everything's so. crazy. <laughs> everything's happening all at once. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I know. So. I, I'm, just, I'm not ready for the finale yet. Okay, so let's talk about The Last Recruit. <laughs> uh, Last Recruit, episode 13 of season 6. Um, I loved this episode. What'd you think? It was really great. I thought so, too. It was a lot of action, so not quite as much stuff to really theorize about. It was just action everywhere. And, yeah. And with everyone. People moving. And, I mean, flash sideways with more than, you know, like one focus, which was really great, I mm -hmm. thought. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, that's really fun to get. Yeah. I mean, they've kind of been doing that more and more. Last week, there was a little bit more. And this week, even more. It's just great to see everybody's paths crossing. Mm -hmm. Should I bring up my continuity yes, error now? Yes, I think you should. This would be a great time. <laughs> okay, this this is my continuity error, uh, unless it's like a huge major clue to something being off with time in the flash <laughs> sideways. I don't know. I think it's just, I don't know. Let's see what you guys think about this. All right, so Oceanic Gate 15 lands on Wednesday, September 22nd, 2004, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so people get off the plane, they scatter. Desmond... They don't scatter very far. Well... <laughs> You know, Desmond goes to Woodmore's office right away, and then he goes and picks up Charlie right away, and then they, you know, the car and the water and all that. <laughs> and so that takes, what, a couple hours? Mm -hmm. Maybe. It's definitely the same day. And then they end up at the hospital. Jack's working. Which is like, I don't think you'd be working if you had just flown back from Australia. Yeah, that's a pretty long flight, I think. Yeah. So then, okay. Say Locke comes back, and he goes back to work the next day, we assume. Thursday. Mm -hmm. So then 
he gets fired. So let's say the next day he goes to the temp agency, talks to Rose. She says, you can substitute teach. So when would he start? Logically, Monday. Next yeah. Monday he would start. And say it takes a couple days for him to talk to Ben, and Ben does the whole blackmail the principal thing. It would take a couple days for that to get worked out. So that's a week, basically a week after landing, right? Minimum of at least probably four or five days. Yes. Minimum. I would think so. Then the problem is when you have Sun and Jin, they get off the plane, they, you know, they get held because of the money and all that. So they get in late, they miss their meeting, it's like 11 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. They spend the night together, and then they um, run into Kimi, Kimi comes to their door the next morning. Mm -hmm. So it's Thursday. The 23rd. Thursday. They go to the restaurant, the bank and all that, but then the restaurant, the shooting and all that occurs, Sun gets shot, Sun goes to the hospital. Somehow she's being wheeled in the, to the hospital next to Locke, who was shot in the next week. Yeah. Or not shot, I'm sorry, but run over by yeah. Desmond the next week. So how does this line up? Or is it just a mistake? Is it a clue that time is happening differently, depending how much Desmond influence they have in their life? Or I don't know. is it just a continuity error, which is what I'm afraid it might that's, be? I mean, that's a pretty big glaring well, mess the up. the same goes for Sawyer. And Saeed. And when he arrested Saeed, think how much time had passed for Saeed. He gets off the plane, he goes to Nadia and Omar's house, um, he spends the night there, mm -hmm. then the next day, Omar gets beat up. Then another night passes, and then the next day, Friday, I believe, Saeed gets picked up by the other Omar, who works for Kimi, he's taken the, to the restaurant, and which is even a day off from Sun and Jim, yeah. I think. But anyway, <laughs> he's there at the restaurant and shoots them. And then he comes back right away to pack his bag and get out of town. So that should all be happening on Friday, right? Mm, theoretically. Like yeah. Sawyer gets the call about Saeed when he is at the police station with Kate, who he says to her in this episode, isn't it funny that a week later, after the elevator incident, that... You run into my car. So a week a has week passed later. for Sawyer, and you know he went on a date, and yeah, he did that undercover thing also sometime in there. So that's at least a couple days for him, but he said a week. Huh. So there's just a little discrepancy there. I'm just saying, not trying to nitpick or anything, but I'm just like all these all these Those are some characters are running together in my mind. I'm like, wait a second, time is not passing correctly here. Yeah, not so much. Yeah. So, but how is the light scattering? <laughs> not quite right. <laughs> well, I wondered if they, like, came and went from the airport at the wrong bearing. No. <laughs> I don't think it's quite like the island where... So this isn't actually L.A. This is <laughs> L.A. number two or something. Yeah. <laughs> they walk past the lamppost and the energy threw them off or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about episode stuff and not just my little continuity error. <laughs> um... Jack and Locke had that conversation at the beginning where Locke basically admitted, I was Christian Shepherd. Yeah. I was in the form of your father. Yeah. What did you think of that? And I thought it was pretty awesome. I mean, Do you I... think it's true that every time we've seen Christian Shepherd, it's been the smoke monster? I think so. Do you? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people I've seen online have been saying, well, what about when he showed up off island? We know the smoke monster can't leave the island. Or what about when he showed up on the boat? He can't travel across water, but he showed up and told Michael, you can go now. So how can we explain those things if it's all the smoke monster? Or, my thought is, maybe 
Some of it's a smoke monster, but some of it's just in Jack's head. Or it's kind mm. of like what Hurley sees, where you see the vision of the dead person. Yeah. Because there were other people appearing also. Libby appeared briefly to Michael on the ship, and, and just all Anna those other Lucia people that appeared, to, mm -hmm, Hurley. appeared to Hurley off island. So I don't think all of those are the smoke monster necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily all the dead people, but I mean, it. it I think he was probably the ones of Christian Shepherd. On island, at, yeah. at the very least. Yeah. And, and remember my theory about um, another part of how he could take over John is because Christian Shepherd was down in the well whenever Locke fell down and broke his leg. And remember my mm -hmm. theory? That was like the kind of like a portal of entry into his body, the broken leg with the oh. bone sticking out. <laughs> yeah, but he did admit that he needed the person to be dead first. I know. Which is why he could take Christian's form. I know, but still. Which I guess is... We could assume then that he wasn't taking the form of Walt, because Walt appeared multiple times to yeah. Shannon. And I was just watching the beginning of season two, just randomly this week, and he appeared in a tent to her, which is probably the creepiest moment in all of Lost, because <laughs> he's like standing in the tent with her, and it's like mostly dark, and he's dripping wet, and he's speaking backwards, and she's, oh man, it's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's that, and then he appears to her in the jungle and does the same thing, mm -hmm. and he's not dead. So can that not be the smoke monster at all? No question. Doesn't seem like it can be. So that's something totally different. Although I would say maybe Walt's different anyway. Just because of who he is and the whole has he appeared somewhere he wasn't supposed to be question. Yeah. I'm going to be really upset if we have like a whole Walt-centered episode. Because that just doesn't sound like it'd be very much fun. Because think of how much Michael there would be. Aw. You're mean. <laughs> Michael's not that bad. He's just annoying. I think annoying. that, though, they'd have trouble putting Walt in the sideways because of his age. They yeah. could do the normal time, maybe, and get away with it, but I don't think they yeah. could do sideways That'd for that'd be kind of hard. Yeah. Um, so then, let's see. I really liked, um, you know, whenever they they were wheeling Sun and Locken at the same time, how, you know, the trauma w um, sparked her memory, yeah. too. Yeah, and she's saying, it's him, it's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah was I but then when she woke up later, she didn't really seem to be thinking about it. Well, I mean, but she was probably just thinking, I can't believe I'm, alive. I'm actually alive. <laughs> mm, that's but true. I did text you during the episode and say that the baby would be fine. You did. You did. You said the, the <laughs> bullet probably missed. So. Well, no, it, it had to have missed because it hit her right upper quadrant, which mm. is like her liver and gallbladder and stuff. That's good. So I, I was relieved that the baby was okay. <laughs> I, I, that's why I was like, well, I, I better tell Anna that the baby's going to be okay so she doesn't cry. <laughs> I thought what Locke said in, in the ambulance was interesting. First he said, my name is John, which sounded a lot like what his mother said when she named him. Like, call him John. Oh. And then he also said, Helen Norwood, I was going to marry her. Well, maybe he thinks he's going to die. Maybe, but I don't know. Maybe it's him getting flashes of the other timeline where she's already dead, and he's oh. knowing that she's dead. And okay, he's maybe. like, "Oh, I was gonna marry her." I just thought he was being depressed and like, "I'm gonna die." <laughs> oh, I, I, I was thinking he was flashing back and forth and seeing things and knowing that he chose his father over her. <laughs> well, may, I mean, maybe those flashes could have started with the head injury that he probably sustained with, you know, getting turned into. Road pancake. Roadkill. <laughs> yeah, that's what Not I thought last week when he was still laying there and his eyes were sort of moving back and forth. I was like, mm, he's definitely seeing into the other world, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, 
what did you think about uh, how, uh, you know, we had another Star Wars reference with you. That was great. Can't bring someone back from the dark side. Hurley's <laughs> like, what about Anakin? <laughs> Sawyer's like, who's Anakin? But Sawyer's the one who made a lot of Star Wars references before, so I was surprised that he'd be like, who's Anakin? Because he, he used to call Jin Chewie in season mm. one and season two a little bit. Another continuity error for you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe he just knows the big overall, you know, these are who these, like, Chewie and stuff, all the Maybe all the he just things. didn't know first names. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Locke, Smoke Monster Locke, he's lying to his group, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is really interesting because Saeed realizes it. Yeah. And I wonder if that's what helps Saeed make the choice. Oh, okay. Oh, I should wait. back up a little bit. I don't think that Saeed killed Desmond. No. Okay. No, not at all. <laughs> but another continuity error. The other week, when they threw that torch down in that well, it was a long way down. It was very far. And now Desmond's sitting there like three feet underground. Well, they couldn't kill Desmond just by throwing him in a well. Well, I know, but, but you know, that was kind of weird. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, Locke lying to the people. Mm -hmm. And Saeed realized that. Because he knew that he went and brought Desmond back and put him in the well and everything. And then Locke said, these people are trying to provoke us into attacking them. And that's a flat out lie. Nobody else there knows it because they don't know what Saeed was doing and they never saw Desmond. But Saeed knows it. And there's there's maybe a, a possible Saeed um, discrepancy because, you know, a few episodes he goes... I don't feel anything, anger, hurt, pain, you know, whatever. But now he's saying, I just killed a man in cold blood. I needed a minute. That was he what made me think he must be lying. He wouldn't need a minute if, if he couldn't feel if anything. If he couldn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, why would he even want Nadia back if he couldn't feel anything? Yeah, exactly. But maybe it's just his mind is so set on it. Like, I lost Nadia, I want her back. Maybe it's just sort of automatic. And, of course, yeah, then he's not thinking about what's actually going to happen, which is what Desmond reminds him of. Like, hey, what are you going to say to this woman? What are you going to say when she says, what did you do so we could be together again? Yeah. And then his brain starts going. So I wonder if he's going to regain his conscience back a little bit. I called into uh, Lost Mythos this week on their initial reaction show, and I was talking about this a little bit and saying that I wouldn't be surprised if he does slowly gain back his conscience or mm -hmm. if it's sort of um Well, you got to get him some character redemption. Yeah. And I wonder if that's what happened with Claire... Where at first she was kind of numb and just sort of like, okay, here I am, woo, mm -hmm. kind of out of it in the cabin. But then as time progressed, she gained back more of those emotions or they were replaced with something else. Because she's yeah. not totally there. Um, she's not, you know, she's not like she used to be. And people keep pointing that out to Kate, of course. Yeah. So. Get the girl a hairbrush already. <laughs> Kate will have to do her hair for it. <laughs> I mean, really, she just has this big, massive, matted hair on her head. Yeah, it's and a little better than from when we first saw Hugo's her. Hugo's <laughs> like, you look great. That was funny. <laughs> He's like, hey, Claire, you look great. <laughs> it's like, no, no. Good old no. Hurley. <laughs> so how come, how come Lapidus is part of the important people that have to, you know, be in the important people group now? I don't, he's kind of the odd man out because he's not an other yeah. And he's not an original Losty, which Alana sort of was also. Mm hmm But, you know, she's gone. So then you've got Frank, who we heard forever and ever ago, what if he's a candidate? But we know he's not a candidate. His name's not written down anywhere. But, so what I do mean, we, need we him didn't for? see everything, did we? I no, mean, 
But Ilana said there's only six left. Yeah. But this this episode was called The Last Recruit. So who do you think the last recruit is? Is it Jack going back to the island? Is uh, it no, Claire kinda... getting on the boat with them? Probably not Claire. I mean, it from everything that Jack was like saying and doing, it definitely seemed like like he's probably going to end up being the one cuz he's like, you know, like last time I left the island it just felt wrong and i mean it, there's pills for that yeah and like the <laughs> Thanks, island Sawyer, i tried that <laughs> yeah too much the island has um so much of a hold on him that it sounds like that he really does need to be there you know like mm-hmm. like the island is is a part of him that yeah. it's maybe not for other people well, the moment he jumped off the boat really took me back to season 4, not just with the jumping I didn't into think the water he would and stuff. jump off the boat. Yeah, I was like, I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, it could go either way. Wouldn't be surprised, though. But it took me back because um, the phone's ringing and I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what I was going to say was um, when they were leaving the island in season 4, did you get that feeling of, but wait, I don't really want them to leave the island. Mm-hmm. And this was the same thing. They're all heading out they all want to leave and I'm kind of like I don't really want them to leave (laughs) like I don't really want them to grow old on the island because I think that would get really inconvenient after a while (laughs) they might run out of clothes or food or whatever yeah I'd be old to be elderly and live on the island out in the jungle but (laughs) at the same time I don't want them to leave you know yeah it's sort of because I mean it's the main scene of the show is the island yeah exactly and the island is special in some ways more for some people than others well maybe just on the island you don't age uh, <laughs> yeah. I think Aaron aged a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I was just, you know, trying to be like, well, maybe they can just be there forever and be happy yeah. and live on the beach because that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's cool that Jack is the man of faith now. Mm-hmm. And the things that he was saying to Sawyer right before he jumped were things that Locke said to him. Mm-hmm. Like, the island isn't done with us. So it was a little scary to hear him say that, but at the same time, it's kind of cool. So, if, you know, if Locke turned in to the smoke monster for after being man of faith are we gonna have smoky jack later on <laughs> because uh, we're gonna need to think of some more nicknames because you know Locke worked smoky out really jack. well smack pow smack. <laughs> well especially since he was a druggie don't talk smack oh <laughs> uh, yeah so anyways uh so i think that Pretty much everyone predicted that Jack was going to end up having to operate on lock. Yes. In the sideways. Yes. And um, the the mirror moment. The mirror moment was cool. But um, not only did Jack see himself, he also saw Locke, which is cool with him sort of becoming Locke mm-hmm. in the other timeline. But, you know, kind of unrealistic. They they would have that mirror there if the person was awake during surgery. But if You look at yourself during surgery? Well, some surgeries you have to be awake for. Like, you have to be awake for brain surgery. You have to look at your face and know what kind of expressions you're making? Like, Well, ooh, no, but, ooh, but it would ooh. be more angled to, like, see out around you or something. So you don't get claustrophobic? Maybe. Oh. But if you... I mean, you're going to be out if you're having spinal surgery. Mm-hmm. And what would be the point of the mirror there? Also, it was just for Jack's mirror moment. Yeah. <laughs> but also, where's Locke's anesthesia? This I is really upsetting to me because me. <laughs> he has a nasal cannula on, which is just running oxygen. They're not going to run anesthesia through that because you have too much of a chance of the anesthesia escaping and getting out for everyone else to be breathing. Oh, not And you good. really don't want that. <laughs> your doctor passes out in the middle of your surgery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, not, not really the best plan. Um... 
so he would have to either have a tube down his throat to go into his trachea for the anesthesia. He'd have to have a mask on for the anesthesia. Or it could be going in um, through a vein, like propofol, like what Michael Jackson died with. Oh. That is anesthesia that goes in through your veins. Hmm. But I would still think that if you just went through that big of a trauma, you're going to have an oxygen mask on even if you have peripheral anesthesia. Mm. Because you might have a lung injury and they need to have an airway available for you. Hmm. So this was very upsetting to me. <laughs> and very educational for me. <laughs> well, you see, I got to be in the operating room for a whole day one time this semester. Oh, yeah. So, like, I've, I've been in the operating room. Seen how it works. And, and it really, the room itself did look pretty accurate. Hmm. So that was exciting. Well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really think that Jack would be able to fix that. The dural sac being crushed or smashed or whatever they said. Um, obliterated. obliterated. <laughs> and well, maybe he can't. Maybe he won't be able to. Yeah. Or maybe it'll be like a miracle. Yeah, but there's only so much miracles can do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, Locke <laughs> crashed on the island and could suddenly walk, so I'd say that was a miracle. So well, couldn't something similar happen here if they both remembered the island or something else know. happened to tie the two things together? I don't think he's... I, I mean, I don't think that they might make him be fixed, but I just don't see how that could possibly happen. Hmm. It just is not realistic. Like, medically, it's yeah. not realistic. Yeah, it's If the not. island were involved, it could happen. I mean, I mean, like, maybe he might be able to somehow regain a little bit of, like, numbness and tingling in his lower extremities, but I don't think he'd be able to walk again. Hmm. Okay. But, I mean, I'm not a spinal surgeon, so... <laughs> Okay. But anyways, kind of along with that, I think I might almost like Jack in the Flash sideways, like how he's interacting with his son. I think he does mm. seem so much happier. He is happier. And yeah. And I don't know, I think it it's nice for him to have David and have them, you know, like each other a lot more now. Mm -hmm. But I was still really upset that we didn't find out who David's mom is. Oh, yeah. They still kept that a secret. Yeah, I thought that we were going to. I liked when they were walking down the hallway and their arms were, like, swinging at the same time. <laughs> like, like father, like son. Yeah. And, um, I thought it was a little creepy how Desmond was like, hey, let me look over your shoulder and see what you're signing in for. Yeah. What's your name, Claire Littleton? Hey, Claire, let me follow you up the escalator. That yeah. That was a little scary. Yeah, let me take you I to my I would have been freaked out if I were, like, alone in the elevator with him. Yeah, that's kind of like, stalkery. Stay away from me. Like, they're making... But she went with him. They're making Desmond kind of weird and stalkery. And he still has that calm, almost like back on the island. He's got that yeah. weird calm. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird. Do you think that he was taking her to Lana on purpose? Mm. Because he's like, oh, look who I ran into. Well, I mean, Alana like wasn't on the plane mm -hmm. for 8.15. So I think that that one might have been a coincidence because that'd be, that'd be, I don't know, pretty hard for him to actually know that Alana was out looking for her. Or it could have been, like, he was talking to her because they seemed to know each other. And so maybe he's going over the list with her and saying, okay, I need to find these people. And so she sees the okay, name and maybe. says, oh, I need Claire Littleton if you can find her. But didn't Desmond seem surprised? To find out that Claire was the one? Yeah. Well, he acted surprised. But I thought maybe he's just acting to be surprised because he knew that that's who Alana was looking for anyway. And he knew that 
Claire needed to meet... I don't know how he would know this, though. I really don't know how he would yeah. know Claire needs to meet Jack. Because that didn't even trigger anything, so I don't even know what that was accomplishing. Yeah, I I guess it's kind of surprising that that didn't trigger anything. Yeah. Basically, nothing happened with Claire in that situation, which is very strange. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting that Alana said um, to Jack, Do you believe in fate? About Claire being there. Yeah. I thought, whoa, what if Desmond's sort of like the agent of fate? And he's running around getting people where they need to go. Well, we, said, we there. said that the other episode, mm-hmm. that he might be the new Abaddon. Yeah. Yeah. I totally called that Alana was going to be the lawyer. I thought it was going to be Michael's <laughs> ex-girlfriend, Susan. No, I... And she was a lawyer. I was like, oh, I bet it's going to be Susan. Then it wasn't. I totally called it. I said, like, right as they were walking in the door, I was like, hmm, who's going to be the lawyer? I was like, I bet it's going to be Alana. And then she walked out, and I was like, yes. Well, she didn't was, have an accent So, I called that, and I called the baby being alive. Good for you. Yeah, you know, you do it again. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, if you call anything else, it might be spoilers. <laughs> Don't say anything about the finale. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Oh, okay. Okay. Not a spoiler. If you're calling that, then I'm sure it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, did you totally think that Sun and Jen were going to get zapped by the fence? Yes. I was waiting because for it. Because watching on the TV, you couldn't really hear the fence power down. When I watched mm-hmm. it online with headphones on, then I heard the like... Wah, 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 I thought they were going to get zapped. I was like, oh no, one of them or both of them are going to die. And I was holding my breath. I know, I was so scared. Then I was so relieved when they, they were okay. But a lot of people on Twitter were saying that all at the same time. It was funny. But I don't think that whenever they met each other again that they would have had their reunion in English. Yeah, that was sort of strange because she doesn't know that he spent the past three years working on English. Yeah. Necessarily. And I and mean, I mean, yeah. It was just so we could understand it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. They could have put subtitles. It would have been just as good. It, I think it almost would have been a little bit better in Korean. Because, hmm. I mean, if you're in that situation, you see your husband that you haven't seen for three years that you've spoken Korean to him, your guys' entire relationship, mm-hmm. because that's your native language, you're yeah. probably going to... Not to mention you lost your English skills two yeah. episodes ago. <laughs> you're probably going to revert to that. I mean... I wonder if Locke knew that she lost her ability to speak English, because he went specifically to mm-hmm. her in line and said, have you seen Saeed come back? Yeah. And she writes the message like, you did this to me. Yeah. Like, that was mean on his part. That's like he was taunting her. Yeah, kind of. But I think he's seeming much more and more like the bad guy. Yeah. And I'm worried about Jack being with Locke. At the very end, Locke said, it's okay, you're with me now. And Claire said, you decided the moment you talked to him, mm-hmm. or you let him talk to you, that you were going with him. So is Jack really going to be on Locke's side, or is he just going to be... He just happens to be in the same place. Maybe that the he's going to be the new Smokey if Smokey gets off the oh, island. Oh, but I don't want that to happen. That would be quite a twist, though, wouldn't it? And wouldn't that make it so that he couldn't get off the island if someone stayed? Because Locke's big thing is it has to be all of us. The same way that he came, that's how we yeah. all have to leave. It has to be all of us. I mean, and it... so Jack wants to see if they can foil his plan by staying. But what influence is Man in Black going to have over Jack now that Jack is with him? And now that he's yeah, talked to know. him, he says, you're with me. It, I mean, they made such a big deal about the everyone together, just like Eloise mm-hmm. did with everyone in Flight 316. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it kind of seems like she knew a lot about that, too. You know, maybe she knew that that um, that they had to bring the coffin so that Smokey could turn into 
Locke, you know. Whoa, which would put her on Man in Black's team. Mm-hmm. So, and, I mean, it, it would kind of because she's kind of against Desmond right now. Oh. Huh. So, Locke could leave the island with everyone, in which case everything would cease to be. Mm-hmm. Everyone could leave the island without Locke, and what would be the result? I don't know. And then everyone could leave the island with Locke, but Jack stays behind? <laughs> but then that would be like a Jacob thing, because that's what Jacob wants, is one person to take his role. Mm-hmm. So then that would foil him. Right? I think so. Hmm. So I want to know what happens if everybody leaves without Locke. <laughs> <laughs> or if Widmore knows what's going to happen... You know, depending on different variables. I mean, now we're really seeing... The people really are the variables here. Yeah. And depending how things work out, I wonder why Widmore decided to go back on his deal. And what his plan is. What's he going to do with the people? Is he going to take them off? Just take them off island um, at gunpoint? Or is he going to force them to stay? That seems kind of, I don't know, out of character. Is he hoping some of them will be like Desmond? And hmm. be able to, you know, do whatever his experiment is. Because now he doesn't have Desmond. What's he going to do without Desmond? How's he going to find Desmond if he just keeps bombing Locke? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. But I thought it was cool. The boat was the Elizabeth. Yep. Again, so same boat over and over again. And that's Libby's boat, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Speaking of which, Libby was on House this week. Oh. Speaking of lost people on other TV shows, are you going to watch Happy Town with Friendly? It looks a little creepy. It does look kind of creepy. Not really my style. (laughs) I'll probably watch it online, but I wonder, do you think Friendly will be nice or will he be a bad guy? Um, I don't know. (laughs) He could go either way, definitely. (laughs) Um, Let's see. I just have one more note, I guess, and that is um, Desmond in the Bottom of the Well reminded me of a story from the Bible where... um, there's a man named Joseph, and his brothers were jealous of him, so they threw him down in a well when they were trying to decide what to do with him. And then they sold him to Egypt, and he went to Egypt and became, like, second in command, and um, there was a famine, and he, like, interpreted this dream to say there's going to be a famine, so we need to sort food. So it was, like, a really, it seemed like a bad thing mm-hmm. that happened to him at the time, but it turned out for the best So you overall. think that Desmond being thrown in the well will turn out for the best? I don't know. <laughs> but if Saeed didn't kill him, then yes, I would think so. Yeah. It he, just depends what Saeed did, but I, I can't really imagine that he killed him. him. Yeah, I don't think so. So that was just, you know, a parallel. Somebody in the bottom of a mm-hmm. well, you know, just reminded me of that. So, all right. Anything else you want to bring up? I think we've gotten to just about everything. Okay. All right. Well, oh, I have one more theory. And this has to do with Locke's stick mm-hmm. and what it's for. Because I was thinking, didn't the frozen donkey wheel have holes in the spokes? And I checked, and it did. How on earth did you come up with this? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I just thought, what would you use it for? And so I thought, maybe it's a stick to stick through the hole Mm -hmm. in the spoke of the frozen donkey wheel to make it easier to turn. Totally random. Don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I thought if somebody turned the frozen donkey wheel... And if you wanted an easier way to turn it than just pushing on the spoke, you'd get more leverage and stuff uh-huh. if you stuck the pole through and you were pushing on the pole around the outside of the wheel instead of on the spoke of the wheel that's sticking out of the wall. Yeah. So that's that's my theory of what it's for. He's going to maybe give it to Jack and be like, here, <laughs> I'm going to take you to this chamber. You need to push, put this through this hole and push the thing around and move the island. Or, 
or it could go through that and then it when you moved you know you could put it all the way through the hole all the way through uh-huh. and then push it and then it wouldn't be able to go any further because it would be blocking oh could be to jam the wheel uh-huh huh good thinking all right well okay now we'll take a break and have some feedback when we come back <laughs> for some feedback. We don't actually have a lot of feedback this week. I think it's partly due to the nature of the episode. There's so much action mm-hmm. that there wasn't quite as much to theorize about. So, um, we don't have too much, but, you know, we've got a couple voicemails from Methodic John, and one from JD Mann, and then a few email and blog comments. But not too much, so let's see what we have here. Um, we're just going to play both from Methodic John. Actually, he sent us three. Um, the second one talks about how he thinks that the sideways world is um, actually the primary timeline that we should be concerned with, like the primary, Mm going to end up being the primary. And he heard this on the Behind the Cutting Edge with Mr. Bill and friends, so, you know, give them a plug. Listen to Behind the Cutting Edge podcast. Um, So let's hear what John has to say. Hey, this is Masada John calling in with my feedback, and kind of wanted to say to begin with, you know, last week I was really frustrated, and, and this week um, I had some time during the, the two episodes to kind of look back and, um, you know, maybe I got a little bit more faith in the writers, um, Rewatched both episodes today. Still um, a little missed by last week, but this week I thought uh, the show advanced pretty well. Um, and, you know, really trying hard to go with the flow, but, you know, one of the things I realized is when you're when you're that committed to a person or a thing, um, you can get let down. If you don't love someone or you don't love something, um, then it's hard to become frustrated or, or agitated. But when you love a person, it's easy to get disappointed. I do really enjoy the show. Dare I say love it. So I think that was part of the reason I got so bent out of shape last week. And this week, you know, I think it was a much better show. Um, there, there were a few little things that were a little weird. Um, you know, if you're touched or taken, are you really in a position to go against men in black so easily? Um, I know, Anna, I, uh, tweeted you a few things, uh, a few comments, and real quick, I was going to kind of go quickly through them. Um, you know, Desmond's role, I still think, Looking forward to seeing exactly how he's going to play into things. Um, and, you know, every time I see a sub now, I wonder if it's going to be blown up. And I still question whether Locke blew up that sub back in Dharmaville seasons ago. I mean, we're left to clearly, if he's not using it, it's pretty much gone but and blown up. But, you know, maybe since Jack is the new Locke, will, will Jack somehow get over to the island and blow it up? Will Locke put Jack up to blowing up with more subs to keep people from leaving? Um, Wow, it feels almost too good to be true when I say that, but I kind of think that's going to happen. And um, I don't know. Um, 
again. Sorry if I was a negative Nancy last week. Thanks so much. Look forward to the podcast. Bye-bye. Nancy Todd John had another theory. Um, the end of Lost. Um, basically, the Losties that we've known for the past six seasons will go back into the bodies of the main timeline Losties, which is what we're currently seeing as the Flash Sideways. And then that iteration of the loop ends, and we see basically Jacob and Fake Lock um, do the whole thing again, where it's like it's you know it only ends once, and everything else is progress. You know, and, and candidly, I think I'd like an ending like that because then I don't feel I like the openness of something like that. I'd rather have a mystery than a poorly executed answer. See ya. Love the podcast. Thank you, John, for your many voicemails. I think it's good that you decided to go ahead and watch Lost last week and not give up and wait for it uh-huh. to end and then watch it all. And I think uh, basically what he's saying is when you love something, it, it's going to let you down. But uh, he kind of came to the realization that, that Desmond had, that, you know, love is what's important mm-hmm. like a couple episodes ago. So that's all you cool, need too. Is love. <laughs> all you need is love. All John needed was to realize he loves Lost. We love Lost, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything has its flaws, but I think the good far, far outweighs the bad. Definitely. So, uh, John had this idea that what if Jack blew up the sub? Would that be a cool idea? If Locke sent him over there to blow up the sub? Do you think Jack would actually do it? Uh, it would depend what the stakes were. Yeah. If there was nobody on the sub... I think he wouldn't have a problem with it, but so far from what we've seen, there still might be people stationed on the sub. But and see, so he wouldn't do that. I really don't think that he would, he would go that far. I I don't think that he necessarily would blow up the sub because right now there is still something tying him to the island, mm-hmm. and I'm I to me it seems like unfinished business of some sort. But it's and, personal, right? It's just yeah. Jack's business, and so he doesn't necessarily at this point see the need to drag everyone else into it. If they all want to leave. He's okay with that. He'll let them go even though he thinks they still have a purpose there. But it's kind of like Locke. He didn't actually stop. I mean, actual real John Locke. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He didn't actually stop them from getting on the helicopter and leaving the island even though he said, you know you're not supposed to do this. You know you have a purpose here on the island. I, I, I still think that Jack wouldn't blow it up just because once he's done with whatever personal business he has with the island, I think he would like to have a contingency plan to get off of it just in case. Oh, so you don't think that he'd be settling in for good? Yeah. Really. He yeah. doesn't think that he's settling in for good. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. What do you think about the sideways being the primary timeline? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I mean unless... Even if they got all the memories, it's still a different person and it's still yeah. a different life. Unless they found a way to transfer all the character growth that we've seen to the sideways. But even still, that would make it not what we've been watching Otherwise, for it's five like a, years. they just watched a biography movie yeah. in their head of an alternate them. Yeah. But that doesn't have to mean anything to them. You know, it might cause certain reactions in them, like Sun, when she sees Locke, she's like, oh, it's him, it's him. And so, you know, seeing other people that they knew in the alternate timeline might trigger things like that. Yeah. But it wouldn't be as meaningful. It wouldn't be like, oh, you're the person that, you know, if Claire ran into Locke, oh, you're the person that built me a crib for my baby. That was really great. And yeah. you taught me things about life. And <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'm I'm not sure about that either. But hey, if that's what helps <laughs> helps John relax and watch the show, I guess that's cool. <laughs> what do you think about his theory that at the end we're going to see Jacob and Man in Black starting the cycle over again? Maybe, possibly. I don't know if it would be Jacob the way we've seen him, or if it would be different. Some people have said maybe Jacob's being reborn, maybe that's what the kid on the island is, oh. or maybe something else where, you know, he died in the fire, he'll come back like a phoenix that bursts into flame and then is born again, basically. Or maybe we'd be seeing the same scene, but instead of Jacob, we have Jack, and instead of... Jack and Locke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they'd be bringing people to the island and uh -huh. fighting over them. Oh, that'd be crazy. I could see that happening. <laughs> I almost could, too. Yeah. All right, great theories. The other voicemail we have today is from the JD Man. Hello, Anna, co-host Denise. This is the JD Man. And basically what I'm going to talk about is the end of the episode. And I've seen some people are just really befuddled and confused about why Woodmore decided to take them prisoner and all that. And basically, huh, I think that one's obvious. I'm sure someone else will already have come up with this. But, oh well. Anyways, what happened, I figure, is this. For Smoke Monster, Fake Lock, Man in Black, um, I'm not sure of all the names for him, and I'm not going to read them all off, but he needs all of them to get off the island or else he's stuck. And I figure, well, Woodmore's got them all, so he won't be leaving the island. Yeah. But, you know, why doesn't he kill him? Oh, I know the answer to that one. That's typical television production stuff. Lots of people gonna die in the finale. And so you have to stretch it out till then. But I figured next week, at least one of them is going to die because, let's face it, you need to prove that uh, Mr. Widmore isn't screwing around. So you can expect at least one person over there to die. And I think that's good. I think that's good, yeah. I could go on and on, but I won't. And I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, JD Man. Always good to hear more comments from you. Mm-hmm. So, he's talking about Woodmore, and why would Woodmore take them prisoner and not just kill them? I think it it depends how heartless you think Woodmore is. Yeah. I think that he's being more and more humanized so that we sympathize with him more. Yeah. Because when it was season four and he just wanted to torch the island as a secondary protocol, we thought, oh, that's terrible. He just doesn't care who he kills and, you know, he's just kind of ruthless. But now we're seeing, well, wait a second. He has this kind of team full of scientists that aren't really mercenaries. Yeah. They're not that kind of people. Some of them and they're look not like a bunch of bumbling mission. idiots. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not on a mission like... The first team that he yeah. sent, they're on a different sort of mission to harness the power of the island or mm -hmm. the electromagnetic energy and how Desmond works into that. Yeah, they're not on a killing mission, I don't think. Yeah. So I don't know that he would necessarily just execute them. And it'd be sort of like what Saeed said about killing someone in cold blood because that'd basically be yeah. what he was doing. And I think that Widmore knows that he has to differentiate himself 
from the man in black and say, I'm different. Yeah. Which is something that I think we've seen leaders do throughout the show. To say, you know, I'm different from them. I'm, I'm not, you know, without a conscience. Yeah. And plus, I mean, you need to have one side that can be shown as, as good and one that's shown as bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like J.D. Mann was talking about typical television production, you probably <laughs> need a big standoff or something. <laughs> yeah. But it will be interesting to see what Woodmore does do with them. Yeah. I wonder if, if people in that group that Locke needs to get off the island, if they die, does that make him incapable of leaving the island at all? Or does that just mean, oh, he needs one less person because one person died yeah, to get prob- off the island? You just need that. what's available. But then he could just kill them all and leave all by himself. But... I mean, if you needed just those specific six people, why would it why would it be that, you know, everything else is just progress? Hmm. You know? Because if this same thing is, is happening over and over, you know, maybe like once every generation or something, like the same thing is happening, what would have been the points if it was just these specific six people? You know? If it's like a cycle type thing rather than being about just these people. Huh. Why would they have done that? You know, it only ends once everything else is just progress. Hmm. Does that make any sense or is it just making I'm sense in my head? I'm trying to process. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, I mean, it seems like, you know, oh, you know, what are what are they doing here? Oh, you know, you brought them here. And it sounded like, you know, that was what was going to happen with them. And But it's more about the concept than about the individual people? Yeah. That we're saying? It's not about Jack and Sawyer, and it's just... It's about that round of candidates. Okay, okay. So if it weren't for that round of candidates, he'd have to wait for the next round. Yeah. Okay, which could take another generation or who knows how long. Mm -hmm. And the candidates are probably not going to be Widmore and his group, right? Right. Locke can't just kidnap Zoe and be like... No, you can't just become a candidate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But then you have to think about the permanency of the cave and the lighthouse and the thing... The, the way that those things were carved in, the names were all carved in. And that's a really long-standing well, on thing. on the cave, it looked like it might have been chalk writing on there. Yeah, or like a rock. But still, it's such a permanent thing. It's like, do they have a different location for writing down the things and keeping track Maybe. every time? I don't I mean, know. wasn't the original name of the show like The Circle or something? Supposedly it was going to be, yeah. I mean, that that lends a lot of weight, I think, to that idea. Okay, I can see that. I'm not saying that that's exactly what it is. I'm just saying that we have to account for that possibility. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into some blog comments. And we have a couple quick comments from Facebook, because we have a Facebook group. You can search Jacob's Cabin on Facebook, find our group. Uh, Ben commented that, for whatever reason, this was my favorite episode of the season so far. I'm loving how everything is coming together in both timelines. And so that's great to hear such a positive response. Mm -hmm. Thought it was a really great episode. I, I feel like all the last few episodes are all going to be in like yeah top Hall of Fame ones. However many episodes <laughs> <laughs> there are, I think starting with with the Desmond centric, so maybe seven or eight. That's going to be like my top eight for the season. <laughs> um, and then James wrote on the on the Facebook group. Have to say that I feel both the whispers reveal and the Papa Shepherd reveal have many holes in them. Why the two outfits for him? If getting off the island is so impossible for the man in black, then how is he able to do it as Christian Shepherd? How does he tie it in with the win- with the whispers? We saw Papa Shep right after the whispers on the freighter when he appeared to Michael. 
We also saw Libby before the whispers. Is she also trapped, and if so, why does Michael not know this? Additionally, Christian was on the other island when the man in black, who was in lock form, was on Hydra Island just after he came to the island. Hmm. Question mark, question mark, question mark. So, lots of questions of how the whole Christian shepherd thing works out with him being the man in black. Um, I think with the Christian being on the island when Locke was in Locke form, there was some time there because when we saw Christian, it was at night when he appeared to Frank Uh and Son, and then he was seen over on the island, the Hydra Island, during the day. So he could have traveled, but now we know he'd have to take a boat, which I guess he could have done, but we heard the smoke monster before we saw Christian. So... That whole thing is, is also very confusing yeah, to me. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I'm not sure how it all works out. But good questions, James. And uh, maybe we'll figure out a little bit more. Or maybe a rewatch will show us. Yeah. Well, this, this Christian Shepherd's acting differently from this other one. You know, yeah. trying to work for different goals. I think looking at the motivation of Christian's actions and appearances will probably shed a lot more light on that. Hispanic Chris wrote on the blog, Locke. Do you think the real Locke will come back after Jack Jack operates on him? I think maybe so. I believe that the alt timeline is a conscious, subconscious, or spirit world type reality, and Smokey is panicking because he knows that it is possible for a spirit to jump into another body, that is, Man in Black, becoming Smokey. And he also says, Desmond is a Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) So what do you think about this, Denise? The... He's so, trying to prevent people jumping from body to body because Man in Black. So he's saying Smokey. that on the island, that Locke is going to come back and fight for his body. Is that or, is well, that what he means? I think he's saying that the real Locke that we've spent five seasons getting to know, that is now dead on island, his consciousness will be the one that wakes up on the operating table. In the alternate timeline, the sideways. Wow. So, <laughs> is that something that Smokey would try to prevent somehow? I don't know. My brain hurts, kind of. Yeah, I think that's thinking a really about cool that. theory. I wonder what Locke would do then. Yeah, or I don't if he'd know. Be stuck there in that form in that other timeline, or how that would work out. I'm I don't not know. Really sure. <laughs> Arturo wrote on the blog: "The show is definitely wrapping up. All the candidates starting to come together, but the title of this episode was a bit misleading, in my opinion." At first I thought the last recruit would be Claire because Desmond came to her in the alternative timeline, but then on the boat Jack was saying it's wrong to leave the island, so it feels like those two are the last recruits. However, it doesn't make sense because they are already the candidates, so the last recruit should be somebody who probably wasn't a candidate. I was hoping it would be Lapidus because he didn't say a word for the past (laughs) eight, eight episodes or so. Okay, Arturo, here's what I think. Candidate is to replace Jacob. Uh-huh. And that's when we've heard that word. Right. Your candidates, Jacob's, had your names written down. Recruit has been used to talk about Man in Black, right? Yeah, he's I think recruiting. So. Ilana said he's recruiting. Yeah. And she's talking about Man in Black. So we can't confuse the two terms and think that people are being recruited to be candidates. They're, they kind of are in a way, but they're also just sort of chosen and appointed to be candidates. Yeah. Whereas the recruiting is something that it sounds like a decision. Man in Black is doing. You know, like you make a decision. You offer to them be, something, which is what he's been doing to a lot of people. I'll give you this if you work for me. Yeah. He's, he is recruiting them in that sense. So um, maybe Jack is the recruit. He hasn't really been offered anything yet, but Locke seems to think he's with him now permanently. Claire seems to think that Jack is yeah. with Locke on Locke's side. So, yeah. 
I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Miss Wright wrote on the blog that she really loved this episode. It was exciting. Kept you on your toes the whole time. Lots of good jokes like the Burnt Reynolds movie reference. <laughs> and Saeed is a jaboni, so getting called a, a jaboni by Miles. Uh, yeah, is Miles the new nickname guy in the sideways? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> did you notice that Jack has more gray hair on island than in the sideways time? Hmm, I did not notice that. And um, she also references um, the last name of Ilana, which was Verdansky. And Miss Wright learned from Nancy Drew on the Black Rock podcast that there is a Larry Verdansky who's a character in an Isaac Asimov short story. He's a scientist in a station investigating an alien. More aliens. Oh no, <laughs> Lost is not going to end with aliens, you guys. <sighs> Otherwise, Anna's buying a lot of Chinese food. I am. And my dad will never let me forget it. <laughs> Lost ends with aliens. Oh no, they better not do that. Okay. <laughs> LopeDog33 says, All right, two episodes in a row with the show on the gas pedal. Another mystery solved. This is what the final season should have been all along. It's going to be a long two weeks <laughs> for this hiatus. Yeah, it's it's going to be weird with no new episode next week. Yeah, we've been spoiled this season, though. Yeah. Getting so many. It's usually like, we do this podcast on Friday, and then on Monday it's like, Whoa, there's Lost tomorrow already? I know. <laughs> it goes so fast. DJ Chow wrote on the blog, Great episode. So my question is, was Smokey admitting that he was Christian? It wasn't really a surprise, but was he Christian only on the island? What about when Christian appears to Jack off-island when he appeared to Michael on the freighter, telling him he can go now? A lot of people are wondering if Widmore is on Jacob's or Smokey's side, and I think he's only on his own side. Yes, he's against Smokey, but that's probably because if Smokey succeeds, it won't be good for him. And it is really is it really a surprise he turns the tables around on Sawyer? Because, one, they lost Desmond, supposedly the key in the operation, against Smokey, and Sawyer was going to hijack the sub anyway. So when Sawyer said to Lapidus that the submarine was the only way Dharma was able to travel from and to the island, does that mean that underwater makes traveling okay, but um, above water or in the air you need special circumstances? Hmm. The Oceanic Six had to set up all the right conditions to get to the island, but Widmore just strolls in his submarine, um, which I which I bet you the writers will never explain how he was able to do that, even though being rich and the knowledge of Dharma Initiative, he couldn't figure out how they did it. <laughs> and DJ Chow's top three moments of this episode. Number one, Sawyer tripping Saeed with the hose. <laughs> Number two, Jack being smart and saying that if Smokey wants them to go off island with him, then maybe staying on the island is the best way. And number three, Jack saving the life of Locke in one timeline and Locke saving the life of Jack in the other timeline. Huh. Oh, I hadn't really thought about that parallel. That's really cool. So to go back to DJ Chow's question about the submarine and how you come to and from the island, we know there's the bearing. And right. Sawyer admits as much that the Dharma Initiative knew you had to come and go a certain way. Is it just special coming to and from the island? When they were on the plane... I don't know, I guess you could say it got drawn to the island, yeah, in a sense. And the people flashed off. Yeah. Which I wonder, I mean, I wonder, I'm sure somebody said this, but you know how Jack wakes up in the middle of the jungle in the beginning of the pilot? Uh-huh. Is that even possible, that he could have fallen off the plane and landed there? Do you think maybe he or Like he got vortexed flashed? there? Yeah. Did other people get flashed off? Because the people that survived that would really be... weren't hurt. Yeah, that would be really weird. They had just weird. minor scratches. If they, if the whole thing started with them getting vortexed off the plane, like <laughs> yeah. 316. But it would be oh, a, my a very <laughs> special type of coming yeah. and going from the island. Because we've seen other people come and go 
we've seen um, the raft going to and from the freighter, the Zodiac raft. Yeah. We saw Michael leave at the end of season two with Walt just on a little boat. They just, they had the right bearings, so they were able to leave. So we know people can come and go to some extent. And then I think we have to remember that for Locke to leave the island, he needs these people. Yeah. It's special for him. It's maybe special for dead people or, you know, <laughs> candidates or something like that. Something special has to happen for them to come yeah. and go. I, I would, that's my guess anyway, my take on it. Thank you for writing again on the blog, DJ Chow. We do appreciate that every week. Big Daddy Des wrote on the blog, No need to worry, my flash sideways alter ego is still alive <laughs> in the well. <laughs> One reason I know is because I feel extra hydrated in this alternate reality. You know, being in a well and all. <laughs> Also, I think the real reason Sawyer wanted Jack off his boat is just because there weren't enough life vests on board. If they would have been pulled over by the Dharma Coast Guard, that would have been <laughs> one serious monetary fine. <laughs> That's true, and all the diamonds went with Miles. Yeah. <laughs> Sawyer doesn't have any money on him. <laughs> or he'd have 1977 money, which is probably worth less. I wonder if they even had money in the Dharma Initiative. I don't know. They probably got paid. They probably just bartered or stuff. Or they wouldn't come, but... Yeah. They probably just thought, hey, let's go be a bunch of hippies and we'll just grow stuff and trade it. <laughs> or get everything from the Dharma kitchen. Yeah. I wonder if money just didn't matter to them. It might not have. Huh. That'd be weird. Hmm. Alright, last comment here is from Guinevere. Gwen. She says, I love this episode. I think it's my second favorite episode of the season. We finally got to see Sun and Jin find each other. I was just worried because I didn't hear the order to shut off the pylons. Yeah, you definitely were not alone, Gwen. Well, I, I heard them say turn off the pylons. Mm -hmm. I just, just didn't, didn't hear them. powering down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It will be interesting to see what Jack does because Flock seems to think they're on the same side. Not likely. I thought Jack was the candidate, but now I think maybe Dez is. I know Jack was supposed to be the last recruit to Flock, but um, we know better now. I also realize that Des hasn't been assigned one of the numbers, but, like Daniel Faraday said, he's special and the rules don't apply to him. I love the Jack and James scenes and could see where both were coming from. It's sometimes hard to remember that it's only been a few days since Juliet died, which goes a long way towards explaining James' hostility towards everyone. Yeah, I had kind of forgotten about that, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because we see It's been months for us, but... Right, well, even, I think, earlier seasons, weeks would pass... Or months for an entire season, and now it's like the whole season takes place in a couple of days. Yeah. It's kind of becoming 24 where you're going, when do they sleep? <laughs> no doubt. They or, would be so tired. I know. It's all just one big, huge day, and it's like, you, you need to take a break. You need to sit down. <laughs> I did notice that Jack kept returning to sit on the same tree that was falling down there. Oh, really? Like three times in this episode. He didn't have anything else to do, so he just went and sat on the same tree. <laughs> Maybe it <he> was comfy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Claire, I'm still confused why she told Jin that she only had her father and her friend to keep her company all those years, but then tells Jack that Man in Black came to her as their father. Maybe there will be some exposition about that later. I loved Hurley's line about her looking great. The scene at the boat with Kate was a long time coming, and both actresses played it well. I agree with that. I think Kate did a really great job, and mm -hmm. it was interesting that she was basically like, you know what, I know Locke made you the promise, but I'm promising you this. So it's yeah. like... Who do you really trust? Who do you really, you know, want to go with? Do you want to go with me and see your son? Do you want to go with Locke? And he says you'll see your son, but it's been three years. And Kate was not annoying in this episode. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone's pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I thought it was a really great episode. Mm -hmm. I loved it the first time, loved it rewatching it today. So, yeah, I was very yeah, happy really with excellent. it. Mm -hmm. I needed a good point to the week. Aww. <laughs> 
Oh, semester's almost over. Thank goodness. Thankfully, school ends before Lost ends. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, even over the two-week break, feel free to get in touch. Anna.in.indiana at gmail.com. You can visit our blog, jacobscabinpodcast.com. You can find our Facebook group, search Jacob's Cabin. We won't be doing a normal episode next week, but um, you're not coming on the Bunny Awards, are you? No, you're I'll, busy. Be, I'll be studying okay, for but finals. <laughs> I will be making a guest appearance on the Bunny Awards with Heath and Miss Wendy from The Lost Revisited Now. Bunny Awards is something they do um, periodically throughout the season or at the end of the season or basically for finales or whatever they want. And they have different categories, and so we'll talk about the most misty moment and the most macho moment and the Bunny best Bunny awards scene, are so line. much fun. They're very fun. And just a casual way to talk about the things we enjoy and mysteries that are still out there. And it's stuff. just not fair that it's the week before finals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, there's that, and then there's also a podcast that um, some other podcasters are getting together on Monday night. Andrew from the After Lost podcast has been planning that. And so I believe that uh, both of these will be on TalkShoe. You can go to TalkShoe.com, and uh, it's always fun to hang out in the chat, listen, participate a little bit. So that's what I'll be doing a couple nights next week. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah. I'll be listening later. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, you know what we forgot to do, and so now we're going to do it totally out of order, because we were starting to wrap up. This is sort of a wrap-up, cool-down exercise. <laughs> the Character Awards! <laughs> Oh, you have to remind me of these or I'm going to forget Well, them. I totally spaced it, too, because I was thinking about crackers. <laughs> Great, Chewie. Always thinking with your stomach. <laughs> All right. Character word from last week. From Everybody Loves Hugo. We had three options. We had Hurley for being generous, sincere, and kind. We had Libby for believing in love and going after it, even if it made her seem crazy. And we had Jack for recognizing that he can't fix everything and for letting go. And the winner is Jack. Oh, we usually build up from the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the winner is Jack with 52% of the vote. We can do things Go backwards. Go, Jack. Okay, we're doing everything backwards today. Whatever. <laughs> Hurley, second place, 29% of the vote. And Libby, 19% of the vote. So, everyone did pretty well. But Jack definitely deserved it last week. Uh-huh. And definitely took the cake there. So, who should we have for this week? Hmm, I would nominate Kate for the weight that she reached out to Claire. And, and she said that if Claire doesn't get to come, then she's not going. Right. Yes. So I would definitely nominate Kate for that. I nominate Jack also for um, doing what he thinks the island wants. Following his gut instinct. Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, he's doing what he believes is really the right thing to do. Anyone else we need to nominate or is too good? I think we should do Jack versus Kate. Okay. Sounds like a good competition. Uh-huh. All right. Jack versus Kate. You can go to the blog jacobscabinpodcast.com and vote on that. We'll have two weeks to vote this week. If you want to leave a comment on that, you can feel free to do that too. People don't do that too often, but you know, sometimes they do. Say why you picked who you picked. <laughs> Maybe you picked Kate and thought, wow, I never thought I'd actually vote for Kate yeah. for something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so uh, that wraps up this episode. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you back in two weeks. Yep. For an initial reaction. Oh yes, initial reaction. Yay. Look for that, and then we'll be back for a normal episode that Friday. Sounds good. Or maybe some other day, because school will be out, and we don't know what our schedules are going to be Who knows like. what things are going to be but like. But there will be episodes. We might be recording who knows what day. <laughs> we'll each record our own podcast separately, <laughs> because our schedules won't match up anymore. <laughs> well, let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll try to avoid that. <laughs> All right. Bye.
Music in this episode was provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. Check them out at music.podshow.com. Libby was on house this week. Oh, how was that? Uh, it was good. Cool. And yeah, that I had nothing to say there. Was she the patient? <laughs> no, she oh. wasn't. <laughs> you should cut that part out because okay. I like forgot what I was saying. Okay. I was like, <laughs> you were a, a baby seal. Yeah. <laughs> good thinking. That's what double cross crackers will do for you. You're eating double cross crackers. <laughs> They're double crossing you. Next time, next episode, better get to theorizing. We need some more. Uh, we need some more. <laughs> Just some more. Some more. <laughs> okay, let's try this again. <laughs> cabin on Facebook and mention what? I the Bunny Awards. I can't read lips. Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, Character Awards. <laughs> That is when we need a video camera. <laughs> oh well. They still all did well, even if they didn't get that many votes, and this is sounding really dumb. <laughs> Anyone else we should nominate? Anyone in the sideways? Um. Um. Harmonize our ums. Um. <laughs> Uh, I don't really have anyone for the sideways. I will cut all that out. Okay. (laughs) Um. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.